He is the ACT Party leader. His name is David Seymour and he's on a bit of a busman's holiday. He's in Washington, D.C. And before you jump up and down about politicians travelling the world at taxpayers' expense, he's paying for it himself. A bit of a break before the election campaign kicks in proper. Hey, David Seymour, I must say, if you're a political junkie like you and I, there is no finer place literally in the world to visit than Washington. Yeah, thanks, Jamie. It's nice. I, I haven't been out of New Zealand for, for three years, and uh, it's just good to sometimes get a sense of what the rest of the world's up to, because, you know, New Zealand was really isolated uh, by its government, and uh, so it's, it's good to see what they've got around here. And in particular, it reminds you that, um, you know, you look at MLK Jr. and Abraham Lincoln and all the statements of freedom and democracy, and you think, I don't think Beijing can offer the world that, and uh, it's got to be good for the long-term future of everybody. Yeah, it's magnificent, and especially those Smithsonian museums. You could spend a month there. Yeah, well, actually, it's it's so hard to get in. You basically got to book, uh, you know, days if not weeks in advance, uh, even though it's free. Um, but anyway, it's it's a good place, and I'm going up to Ottawa to to meet some of my old Canadian friends and talk about how they're dealing with the fight against socialism and see if they've got any tips for us. Well, they might have some clues for you because if we're to believe James Shaw after his State of the Planet address yesterday, you, David Seymour, could be part of the most reactionary, race-baiting, right-wing government in decades. Yeah, I saw that. I couldn't help but chuckle. I mean, look, I actually feel a bit sorry for James Shaw. He, He came into politics as a very decent guy, uh, with big dreams, and he thought he was there to fight climate change. Um, emissions haven't uh, gone down in New Zealand, uh, mainly because his policies don't work. I mean, shutting down New Zealand farms so the world can eat from less efficient farmers uh, won't help. Uh, boil, banning oil and gas exploration so there's more coal in our future hasn't helped. And taxing utes to subsidise other people buying Teslas Uh, Well, that hasn't really helped because New Zealand's emissions are set by the emissions trading scheme, not by any of these ineffective plans that they have. Uh, So he's sitting there saying, I've failed at that. Um, But meanwhile, the rest of the world keeps emitting. And he's actually had five and a half years as climate change minister where he's done absolutely nothing. And I mean nothing because he's got a four and a half billion dollar fund and not one dollar of it's gone on adaptation, uh, such as strengthening the stock banks. Uh, that, of course, broke and saw orchards destroyed uh, by the dozen. And so, you know, I can understand the guy's very frustrated, but, you know, he's, he's making a big error. If he wants to talk about the ACT Party, well, we're, we're happy to talk about ACT too. Um, but I think what most people would prefer to hear is what is this government or what is the next government going to do to make life actually affordable, um, to stop using the treaty as a sense of division so we have a more united country, and maybe make it a country where it's safe again to run a dairy. Um, so look, that, that's what we're focusing on this election, but if he's focused on us, good on him. Well, let's you and I do a wee state of the planet discussion slash address, shall we? What are you making? I know you've only been uh, in America briefly, but what are you making of their uh, political scene and perhaps more importantly their economy? Because, you know, what the old story is, if America sneezes, the rest of the world catches a cold. Well, I mean, what's unfolding very rapidly uh, around banks is, is quite worrying. There's a, a lot of banks scrambling to get liquidity because they're worried that what happened at Sil- Silicon Valley Bank 
um, may be contagious. What's happening with Credit Suisse right now, uh, as we speak today, is, is concerning. So, you know, that is the major focus for them. And as you say, if they sneeze, that may lead to a cold elsewhere. People may be glad that we have these Australian banks that have made some profits and have the hatches battened down uh, for the next year now. Uh, politically, I, I think, you know, I've just been talking to a guy who's a pretty involved political strategist and campaigner. The way they see it, they're not interested in campaigning for higher or lower taxes. Um, they'll say they're happy to do that when they've got a democracy back. But right now they've got a major political movement, uh, which is all about disputing whether or not who won this or who won that and, and whether the votes were counted correctly. So they're really focused on just maintaining their democracy. And while the American dream um, remains very appealing, you, you shouldn't discount the, the challenges that they have. And it's a good reminder for us who are in good shape that we shouldn't be going down the path of further division where people live in a world with different truths. And I refer to the James Shaws of the world, if you want to pick him up, or the Maori Party or even Labour, uh, who you know are constantly trying to reinvent history and say that the treaty created two people, Tangata Whenua and Tangata Tiriti, with different rights. Well, it didn't. Uh, and we have to stop going down that path because America shows uh, what can go wrong when people start attacking the very democratic foundations of the country instead of arguing the issues of the day, like making life affordable, the streets safe, uh, and actually getting a country that's more united less divided. What's the word on the ground in Washington regarding the possible Republican nominee for the presidential race next year? Surely they won't pick Trump. Well, it, it, I mean, obviously with these things, it's politics, it depends who you talk to, but uh, the, the person that I caught up with today for lunch, and, you know, this is someone who's had 20 years of living and breathing it, says it will be Trump versus Biden. Those, those will be the nominees. Um, and look, it's, it's just one person's opinion, but uh, you can see the logic of it. Um, you know, Joe Biden, while he can be a bit doddery, does project calmness and seniority uh, at a pretty uh, crazy time in American history. Um, Trump, meanwhile, you, you know, for all of his flaws and faults, seems to have, you know, 70 percent of the vote or 70 million people, 45 percent of the vote. Uh, enough for him to win the primary, probably not enough for him to win the, the, the president, see, but th that's what they're going to face. Hey, a must-do. Have you been to Washington before? Yeah, I have, many years ago, but this must be the, the first time in about a decade. Have you been to the Eternal Flame, Arlington Cemetery? I have. That's, I have. That's, that's where they have that famous statue of the soldiers erecting the flag over Iwo Jima, isn't it? Yep. Very moving. Very yeah, no, moving. Beautiful place. It, 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 it sure is. Makes me want to travel. There you go, David Seymour. Enjoy your busman's holiday in Washington, and we'll catch you back in NZ in a couple of weeks' time. Cheers. See you then, Jamie. Bye for now.